Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, D-Will. I'm back at it again with another episode of the D-Will Show. Uh, I just want to thank everybody that's been supporting uh, from the beginning all the way to now. You know, I just want to say thank you, guys. It really means a lot to me. Um, if you don't already, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow on Apple, Google, um, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, go follow have all the uh, episodes up there. So if you missed any, you definitely go back and watch those. Um, today, I got a good one. I got a Chicago legend, uh, Mr. Cordell Henry. And we're going to talk to him, um, get his story about, you know, how his how his fabulous career turned out. Um, so let me get my guy in here. My guy, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? Pretty good. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. No, hey, no problem, man. I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad we <laughs> kind of crossed paths, and uh, you know, I I was excited to you know really get you on here. So I thank you for being open and and working with me as far as setting this up. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, man. So how are you know this last few years of life has been crazy for everybody. How have you and the fam you know been holding up? You know, getting through this whole different way of life right now man just taking one day at a time bro you know um you know my wife you know we got uh two kids um well actually two kids in the house now we have a three-year-old uh one-year-old and we got two teenagers in college and we got one in the west i got four daughters so man okay. so i've just been i've just been busy man these these years <laughs> yeah just literally, literally taking one day at a time man but it, uh i've been blessed though you know um my family man so you know i love it i love marriage life Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get right into it. Um, the first question I always start off with is, you know, for you, um, just kind of talk about your upbringing, you know, where you from, um, who, you know, if it was a particular person that kind of put the ball in your hand, did you play any other sport? And then we'll just go from there. Yeah, man. I'm from the uh, South side of Chicago, um, Auburn Gresham, okay. um, born and raised, um, been there all my life, but, um, just, just following my brother. I'm the baby the family mm -hmm. I have an older sister older brother so my brother basically played basketball and baseball and then my sister okay. played basketball so it was like you know that's I just followed them yeah and I just really really just fell in love with the game man just like I like I like a deep passion for it at, at a very young age like I was probably in third grade playing on a sixth grade team oh, and, then okay. I and then I transferred from Little Flower Elementary School to Vanderpool on 95th from Prospect and I was in fourth grade playing on the eighth grade team. Then I quit. <laughs> I quit. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I transferred in, um, you know, those guys had mustaches and beards. I'm in fourth grade. I'm, you know, I'm a new yeah. student. So I, I didn't know anybody. So my dad, you know, talked to, talked to the coach, um, Mr. Nixon, the rest in heaven, just he passed away. He just said, hey, man, just give my, uh, my son a shot. And, um, yeah, he put me on the team. I was in fourth grade, and I ended up quitting. I ended up quitting probably like halfway during the year. So again, I didn't know anybody. Uh, different conversations. They was in eighth grade talking about girls and all that. I'm like, I'm in fourth yeah. grade. So, <laughs> so, so I said, you know what, I'm, I'm good. And so I, yeah. I, I quit. I stepped away from it. And then, um, you know, that next year I came back in, my, in the fifth grade and, and just kind of just being around the game and just playing everywhere in Chicago. Small Fry, West Pullman, Rest in Heaven coach Lonnie Hamp, um, Larry Butler, my AU coach, Illinois Warriors. Like, just growing up, man, I literally went everywhere in Chicago. Wherever the top players were, that's where I wanted to be at. And that's, you know, I kind of wanted to measure myself uh, of just, you know, where the top talent was. And it just kind of just had an appetite for competing. It just, you know, where's the competition I wanted to be at? So that's kind of, yeah. you know, how I kept, you know, rising in basketball. Okay. Do you have a particular moment when you kind of, like, realize, like, all right, I'm – I'm a, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Was it a certain game? Was it, you know what I mean, just that – you know, what was that moment for you when you was like, all right, this this is what I'm going to do? You know what I mean? Because like you said, you quit. You know what I mean? Most kids yep. would have went to a different sport and just gave up completely. You know what I mean? Right. But for you to come back, what was that moment for you when you realized, like, all right, this, this is what I'm going to make out of my life? So I know probably, I'll say in sixth grade is when I really grasped it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I say quit, but it's more so just, just pro prolonging the process until I matured a little bit. Um, then that, like I said, then fifth grade, I came back and I only got in if we're up 20 or down 20. That's the only time I got in on fifth grade. I was still on eighth grade team. Um, and then sixth grade is when I started, like I was a starting point guard. And that's when I was like, you know what, this is what 
I want to do with the rest of my life. Like it was, it was like it was, it wasn't no Plan B. Like it was like at that at that age, like that was it. Like sixth grade, I'm like I'm going to go Division One. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't no Plan B after that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I just went all in, man. Just literally went all in, and again, just attaching myself um, to places where it's gonna hold me accountable. Like uh, at Small Fry, you know, we was in sixth and seventh grade, man, and, and Coach Ham had like a paddle, a wooden <laughs> paddle. And, and 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 it was and it, but it was okay with our parents though to be disciplined like if, if we got out of line or whatever um and he I mean I, I never really got hit by him but it was like cool with it you know what I mean so we was different neighborhoods mixing up and we was going different places and playing and I was like man this is this is it right here I was like I, I really you know what I'm saying because I saw so many different guards up in there that can handle the ball I'm looking like we went there every Saturday and Sunday. And it was like, you know, that kind of like, that really fed my hunger. And I'm like, wait, I just, I just felt different. I'm like, man, this is what I know that I'm, I'm what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I just went all in, man, in sixth grade. Then fast forward to that, to eighth grade, um, you know, I want my name, like Chicago is like a thing. You always want to be in the newspaper. So I, I never forget, I saw Larry Holloway, who was older than I was, and he was on the back of the Chicago Sun-Times. Like, yeah, like, a color picture, and I'll never forget, he was sitting on the chair with the bar. I said, <laughs> I want that. I want to be like a Larry. I said, I want that. I want to be a top eighth grader in Chicago. Like I want, like I wanted that. And so, man, I was blessed. Um, again, I went to Vanderpool. We had a, pre- a really good team. Um, Co- coach Stanton, who's my high, who's, who's my high school coach, came and kind of recruited me. Uh, came a lot of my, came a lot of my grade school games, and um, you know, he had me playing varsity my freshman year. And again, I was kind of get, I was playing with C, and I, here I go again. Here I am, a freshman playing with older class with mustaches and beards. But yeah. This time I was like, you know what? Now nah, I'm not, you know, God will put you in places, man, where it's like history, sh- you know, I saw I saw it before. So I thought, all right, what are you going to do with the situation now? What are you going to do with this opportunity? And so I went full force, man. I was a freshman. Uh, one of my other best friends, Dennis Gates, he was a freshman. He was like, man, you going to win you Going to win you with you. And then Quentin Richards, my other best friend, uh, he went to Brother Rice. So his dad yeah. wouldn't let him. The dad would let him come with the youngest <laughs> freshman year because we all grew up playing the AAU. And yeah. so second year, Quinn Richardson came to, 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 to Whitney Young. So now we had Corey, we had Quinn Richardson, Dennis Gates, like everybody that I grew up with. And we was all, I mean, that was the core. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, so we, we felt comfortable. And, man, we just, for one thing, we knew how to win. Because yeah. like in eighth grade, we won pretty much every, every traveling team, every championship we won. And so now we are with Young. One thing we knew was like, all right, we, we're still young on a different level, but what we knew how to do was compete. And what we yeah. we we knew the characteristics of winning. And so once we got it together and got everybody else on board with us, man, it just, it just kind of just took off, man. That junior year, we didn't lose to Chicago. we didn't lose to one team in Chicago our junior year. We didn't lose to one team in our senior. Year. We 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 didn't lose to nobody in Chicago for two years. Because <laughs> y'all had that y'all had that chemistry. Y'all had that that brotherhood. Really, you know what I mean? Where it's like. I know how you play. I know where you Absolutely. want the ball. I know what you dislike. You know, so Absolutely. Man. And and like I said, I'm glad you brought that up because like I said, I was uh watching y'all game where y'all played at state, you know what I mean? And just seeing how, like you said, how much of a a dynasty you guys had with just playing with each other. You know what right. I mean? And it's just basketball is not the same no more than when you guys were, you know what I mean, we're playing. Now it's more like everybody wanna team up, everybody wanna go be on the highlight reel. It's not real, like real raw, right. grind right. from the gutter type of type of style of play. I agree. Um, and I, and going back to that, like me, me and Q and Dennis, we talked. I mean, we still good best friends to this day. Yeah. Me and Q, we didn't do nothing that game in championship. The game you saw, the championship, like the state, <laughs> like I couldn't score a basket. Q was struggling. D Gates, like, you know, yeah. he had like twenty points. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. For us, it really didn't matter who who won, like who got the points. It was like, all right, we if, if you got it going, fine, you got it going. So it was like for me, I just I just prided myself on making everybody around me better. Like that was my only concern, making people around me better. And you know, I, I I preach this all the time. When you serve others, doors open. You know, Definitely. so I talk I, I talk to point guards often. I talk to just players and leaders and stuff like that. I just try, I, I kind of get try to give them that principle of just serving others. You know, and don't you know? Don't have any ego. Don't have a, a, a spirit that's about me and, and, and serve your team. And things will happen. You know, as it's meant. You know what I mean? So I, I really pride myself on faith. Um, I got I got saved when I was in seventh grade. I didn't get baptized in water until I was thirty three years old. You know, I know I'm skipping ahead, going forward. You know, as I got older. Yeah, but, yeah. But but 
honestly, in seventh grade, man, when I confessed my, my life to God, that's when kind of like I knew how to serve people. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I, no, knew how to, I, I knew how to care for people. And I saw yeah. things different. I saw things totally, totally different. Um, even though, you know, we're not perfect, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I just knew mm -hmm. I, I, the, my mindset was was not normal in terms of, like, teenagers. It was it was different, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So um, so I, I definitely, that was a big part of my foundation uh, coming up, it's, you know, so. Okay. Um, for you, you know, like I said, when you were coming up playing ball and you really figured out this is what you want to do with your life, who was, like, some of your favorite players that you were watching, rather it be, from Chicago in the NBA, like who were you watching, kind of padding your game, man? Man, I say definitely Steve Nash. Um, I studied a lot of Steve Nash. Um, definitely, I mean, I know I'm a little older than Chris Paul, but just I'm yeah. always cherry picking. It doesn't matter how how young you are, but Chris Paul and Tony Parker, like, oh, I, I, yeah. So I tell every guard, you know, and obviously I'm from Chicago, so Isaiah Thomas, like, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. like that, you know, what I'm saying. So those those guards, Maurice Cheeks, Chicago. Um, you know, so it, it, it was a lot. Tim Hardaway, I just can't leave out Tim. Yeah. But but in terms of study the game in its totality is definitely Chris Paul, Steve Nash, and Tony Parker. You know, um, just just Chris Paul pace, the way he come off a of pick and roll, uh, Steve Nash vision. You know, and Tony Parker in transition, he you know floaters and stuff like that. So I I kind of pick out of every game. Every every person out of every game, and then like yeah. Allen Iverson. When I when I when I'm going, if I got a game, I know I know I got a score. I look at Allen Iverson. I'm like, okay, which one of these players can I beat today? And it's yeah. Allen Iverson. You know, I, I kind of study his swag a little bit. You know, his demeanor, um, his body language when it's when, when he's down ten, his body language or whoever's body language when they're, when they're up ten or down ten. And I kind of kind of emulate that, but remix it with my spirit. And uh, man, it's, it's been. It's been really successful. I mean, that was my equation, you know what I mean? So, and it, and Facts. it worked. Facts. I seen your post earlier when you were saying, you know, being a guard, being a smaller guard, especially being in Chicago where there's so many guards from Chicago. How did you kind of get that grit and that toughness to really, you know what I mean, survive playing Chicago ball where there's so many guards throughout <laughs> the city? You know what I mean? So how did right. you really maintain? It was like, okay, I got to be tough. I got to do this. I got to do this and separate myself to get my name out there more. Right. I mean, I, I would definitely say, you know, uh, where I grew up from, or Helen Park, right there, you know, 84th and, 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 and Honorary. So mm -hmm. there, I mean, Chicago, so it was gangs. We got, you know, we got the GDs on, on the side of the I'm, I'm not affiliated with a gang, but the GDs was on my side. And you cross Ashland, there's the Vice Lords. So, yeah. you know, so the Vice Lords would come over, cross Ashland, and shoot up our park. Um, but that was what I had, that and so, yeah. you know, going out there, I mean, it was guys out there that just, like, like would, drop, would drop out, you know, guys with blue jeans on, with lovers and beaters. I'm going against them. I'm hoping against them. Yeah. You know, so that that kind of was like, and they didn't even care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as I got older, like, some of those guys, you see my name in the paper, you see me on TV, but they still didn't care. They still yeah. competed with me and roughed me up and hit me and stuff like that. Just, But, it was, but they gave me, obviously, a pass in the hood. But that toughness you know, always kept me humble. Like, it didn't, it didn't matter how, even in college, I used to go back to that park. And and they, and they still, you know, they, like, I still get that. I, I needed that, that toughness, you know what I mean? So that's kind of yeah. where I started that grit. Uh, and my brother as well, and my cousin Brian Parker. So, like, when I was real, when I, I'll say, like, in fourth and fifth grade, I'll never forget it. We had a, uh, I forgot, that it was a, it was a ram called, I think it's called the Monster. It was like a little cylinder with, like, four legs going into mm -hmm. it. it was really weird. It was like a training wheel for rims. So I, I remember it was down in my mom's basement and my brother's older than me. And like that part of that grit was like, I'm trying to score on him. He's pushing me down. And we had really low cylinders in our basement. Mm. And like, I can jump up and scratch my knuckles, but I used to get so mad that yeah. he pushed me down. Now I get up and, and get the little ball and try to jump up and dunk on him, scratching my knuckles with blood on my hands. He pushing me down yeah. and I'm crying. So, so, so with that, man, I just knew how to compete. I, one thing I knew I had in me, I knew how to compete. Now, I didn't. I didn't know, and I tell this all the time. I didn't know how to jump to the ball. I didn't know how to close out. I didn't know any of the, the terminology really, but I knew how to compete. You know what I mean? And so, like when I when I went to Marquette, like they was they came a lot of my practices as a sophomore, and kind of like they wanted me. Like I couldn't sign with them as a sophomore, but all my games, like they was like the head coach was was there because I mean, you know, as I as I now that I'm a coach. I see the lenses that they were in. It's like, okay, 
if I can get somebody that knows how to compete already, who we don't have to teach how to, how to compete, then we can teach them how to jump to the ball. We can teach yeah. them how to box out. We can teach them how to dive. So, so I'll have the upper hand already with knowing how to compete. And so, I, again, another situation now, I left start, starting point guard from high school. Now I came to college. Started, again, as a freshman. Because, again, it's just not saying I was a prodigy or like that. It just I just knew how to compete, and I knew how to be selfless and make people around me better. And it, it just always that, 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 that routine, that blueprint just kind of just went, followed me throughout my whole career. I didn't try to change it at all. Nice. Okay. Um, for you, I know you kind of touched it on, touched on it a little bit already, but your whole career at Whitney Young, you know, you guys winning it, um, the team that you guys, guys built, you know, Whitney Young being a powerhouse now today, how was your whole high school high school career, you know, for you? You know, was there anything that you felt that you wanted to accomplish that you didn't? Or just, you know what I mean? Are you satisfied with how your career went throughout high school? Uh, I'm I'm pretty satisfied. Um, I took my I took my, my bumps early, learning how to win on that. Because, mm-hmm. again, you got to – you got to – I did a tweet there. I said, I said – I put out a tweet the other day. You have to be humble to learn how to win the championship. Mm-hmm. So, I did, we the master – for the most part, middle school and, you know, our travel team, we mastered that. But now it's high school. We're looking like, okay, this is different. You know, so this is yeah. – how, how, do, how do we learn? So we have to humble ourselves again on that level to learn how to win a championship. So I'll say I took my bumps my freshman and sophomore year. Jimmy Sanders, Diopolis Price. Jimmy Sanders from mm. Western House. Diopolis Price from Manly. Billy Keys from Manly. And so it was like – talk about physical play, bumping you, hitting you, walking me to the league, and how to learn – you know, I had to learn that style of play. Plenty of Kevin Garnett my freshman year, Ronnie Fields. Yeah. Like, it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I felt Every that night was a matchup. Every night in, in small gyms, you know what I'm saying? So Packed out, yeah. Right. And then Whitney Young was looked at as nerds. We was the nerds. So, it's like, yeah. we go to Farragut and Western House and Marshall and Manly and Lincoln Park. They're like, oh, here he come these nerds. And, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, uh, you know, so along those lines, I, I mean, the only regret I would say is that, and I and, I, and it's still humming to this day. The only game we lost my senior year, we went, we we had a, 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 a like a mark free record. We played against a team from Kentucky. We was up, we was stalling. You know what I'm saying for the whole the end, the end part of the game, they double teamed me. I threw the ball to Najee Eccles, who's a freshman. They they he stepped out of bounds. Mm. Now they came down. They shot the ball with like five seconds. Well, actually, the buzzer sounded. It rolled around, rolled around, came off, and they tipped it in. And I knew right in and there that the refs were going to count it because we was undefeated, and we lost. So in my mind, if I can take that play back, I don't know, I, I, I would have kept it or just tried to attack, but the, the philosophy was to, to stall to the last shot. But we, we stalled it for like three minutes, and we just yeah. passing and passing and passing. So they tried to get, get the ball out of my hand. So they doubled me, and so I'm like, make the play. Make the LeBron James yeah. play. Get the right yeah. play. Got yeah. it on my hands, and a freshman stepped out of bounds. And, and so that that was one regret that I have to this day. And cause we would have been undefeated. And then Quentin Richardson went to the media and said, we would not lose ever again. This was, mm. this, was in, this was in December, early part of December. And he oh, okay. Statement. So y'all was, what, a month, month and a half? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he said that. He's like, we would not lose again. And then my coach, George Stan, got mad at him. I'll never forget the next damn practice. He's like, why would you say that? Because it was, it, was, it was in bold print sometimes the next day. But he meant it because I, cause our yeah. spirit, the way our spirit was set, it was like we wasn't going to lose. And we yeah. didn't lose the rest of the, the, rest of the year. <laughs> look, uh, Q Rich going to tell Coach, look, I told you, man, that's just the competitive edge. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the one regret I, you know, that I that still haunt me to this day. But you know, that's that's part of life. You learn from it. So, okay, um, for you, just kind of talk about how special Q Rich was for you. You know what I mean? You being there with them, you know, when you guys were younger, to really see how his career turned out. Um, I was like I said, I was watching the game, and I didn't know he was doing like twenty and twelve. You know what I mean? So it was <laughs> it was new to me. You know, I'm I'm kind of young, so like a lot of my right. guys like you know, tell me, oh, watch this guy or interview this guy, watch a film on him, you know, stuff like that. So that's why I was like, okay. So every night I'll watch a game from like 95, you know, right before my time. Right. And um, so when I seen that, I'm like, Q Rich was putting up like 20 and 12, 20 and 15. Like that was new <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? So that's why I was like, all right, yeah. well, I got to ask, you know, and you, just how special was Q Rich playing with them and knowing them, you know, since you guys were knee high? 
to see how his career turned out now. I mean, just, you know, like you said, chemistry, you know, knowing how somebody plays everything and, you know, how you win championships, spending time with, 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 your, with your teammates, you know, knowing what they're good at and what, they, what they're not good at. And I just know Q had a temperament. He, you know, he was tough. Mentally, he was, you know, he was just, I ain't going to say crazy. He was like, he was like. <laughs> crazy in a good way. Right, right. Like, so competitive. Um, you know, that drive he had to get better because he, he was the underdog. You know, yeah. we always underdog. I'm small. I'm only 5'8". I was an underdog. Quentin was underdog. He used to be chubby. He used to be a fat kid in the corner shooting jump shots. So, you know, and, you know, that's all he can do is shoot threes, you know, in seventh and eighth grade. So, but he can always score and he can always rebound. At, at that at that time, he was like 6'2 as a freshman. And he went to Brother Rice and they won. They, I think they went like, they played, he played on sophomore team. They won like, I think they went 32 and 0. And then mm. I told him when he transferred, I said, bro, it's, it's different now in the real West. Now this is this is Chicago. This ain't this ain't this ain't the Catholic League, bro. I said this is it's gonna be different. And then then the summer the summer the summer came at Candy King, and he was doing the exact same thing that he was doing it, bro. <laughs> I said, bro, how you how you doing this? It was a, I mean it was a, I mean he's only he's only six four, but he had a knack for rebounding. Like I mean I I can't explain it. You know what I mean? And then like he got to college and did the exact same thing. Average twenty and ten his freshman year in college. And I'm 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 preparing my first game in Marquette. I'm in a, I'm in a training room. I never forget the day. I'm in a training room, getting my ankle tape. And my and the our assistant coaches came in because you know we about to get up and play with you know exhibition. They came in like man, your boy just went off. He had twenty and ten his first exhibition game. I said what? And it was like and I, you know after our game I called him me. I said bro, what are you like? What's wrong with you? But but his drive was always that he's the underdog. Um, and he had some stuff, you know, in his life. His, you know, his mom passed away when, when he was in seventh grade. And, and later on, you know, his, when his brother got killed, except like the same time. Then later on, when he got to the NBA, his other brother got murdered. So a lot of that stuff kind of like drove him to just like, you know what I'm saying, to really push, 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 push and persevere. And, you know what I'm saying, like that that was, that was his motivation. That, and, that, and that was kind of his way out. But I mean, we've been cool since eighth grade, man, just like, you know, I'm st- I mean, they're at his house. He's over at my house. Um, then he came with Whitney Young. I mean, it was just like, it was like, a, that's like a brother. Him and Dennis, that's brothers. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're the godfather. Yeah. Both of them are godfather. My other best friend, Mario, of my oldest daughters. So I got three godfathers, and then all three of them are the godfathers of, of, of my oldest daughter. But um, that's how our relationship is. And it's like, you know, it's, I mean, to watch, you know, his career go that way and, and to be drafted and be a part of that process of going to some of the workouts, looking at, you know, him work out, preparing for the draft. I'm like, bro, you really, you know, he's always saying like, bro, I can't, I can't even dribble like that. I'm like, I know. Cause he couldn't, <laughs> he didn't have it on the screen. It was really basic. Yeah. He just knew how, he just knew how to compete. Yeah. But when it came to competing, and I say this all the time. I, I'll take a, a person that that that, that wants that has the appetite and the hunger to compete over somebody that's skilled, because yeah. if you're skilled and you don't have a heart to compete, you're just skilled. Now, if yeah. you're skilled, if you're skilled and compete, that's different. But Q was like he was just he just had a heart. So he just if you if you if you if you skilled, he gonna he gonna get really physical with you. He gonna test you one time. <laughs> he gonna yeah. bump you hard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's he gonna see how you like, is mentally. I, I got this foul, and, and he and he and he's fine with that. He, like a bully. Yeah, and, and nobody yeah. really tried him. And you know what I'm saying. So to see him start from two two hundred, like he wasn't even ranked, and then he became like number five in the country throughout his course. It was, I mean, it was it was it was unbelievable. And he wanted to smoke with everybody, like with yeah. everybody. Like he was always, you know, Cormagetti. That's my bro too. He was like number one in the state, and Quentin. They was always one A one B since we were yeah. kids. But they never beat us. Yeah. They, they, they AU team never beat us. They high school team never beat us. So he was like, man, bro, like, he just kept working. But, but yeah. that was driving him. He was like, bro, why can't I? I said, bro, yeah. politics. So, but he was always yeah. self, he was self, self drove. So, facts. Okay. Uh, so you, so you have a tremendous career at Whitney Young. Um, and then now it's time, it's time for college. You know, you, you go to Marquette. How is your whole recruiting process for you? What were some of the schools that, you know, that were looking at you? What were some of the schools that you had, in, you know, in order that you also lo- looked at about going to? Well, for me, it was kind of like always Marquette was, you know, was number one for me. Just um, just looking at their history with guards, small guards, um, Aaron Hutchins. Um, I used to always watch his games, Marcus West, watching their games. Um, they're, you know, small like I am. So Mike Dean, the head coach, 
always had a history with small guards. So I used to watch that. I said, man, so if I go there, I may have a shot to really, you know what I'm saying, really play. Um, it's close to home to so my family. You know, my parents come to all of my games. I said, so that's, that was another plus. So that was always kind of number one. Um, Illinois came in to my house, uh, DePaul, but DePaul never really offered. That's why I always torched them every time we played them. They're not conference. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? So St. Louis. So they tried to get like me and Q and Dennis to go to St. Louis. At that time, they had Larry Hughes, and they was always, you know, Ooh. they was they was always at our AU games. But we knew like Larry Hughes was gonna be one and done. So you know, me and Q, we, we you know, we didn't go there because we knew Larry Hughes was gonna be gone. So it, it really, I didn't have a long list. Northwestern came in, um, but a lot of them backed off because they heard that I was going to Marquette. So I didn't. I had a lot of schools interested, but I cut it short. Like I didn't even waste <laughs> no time. Like, Illinois was like, like, you and Frankie Williams can be in a backcourt. And I'm like, nah, bro. I'm like, nah, I'm straight. And so, yeah. you know, and so I just, I just felt Marquette, um, you know, Bo Ellis is from Chicago. So I felt like you had a mentor there. Um, so you know, it, it was just the best fit for me. You know what I mean? So that that kind of was, you know, I, I kind of kept it short and simple with that in terms of the of that process. Because I knew I had, a, I had a chance right away to go in and, and, and start looking at the yeah. roster. I'm looking like, oh, this is this is this is returning. Oh, yeah. nice to go down there and play with them in the summer. And then so you had Wardle, a feel with them. Yeah, because Brian Wardle, who's playing on our AU team, who now is the head coach of Bradley University, so he played on our AU team, and you know he, he used to always, you know, he used to always have me come down there, you know, because again, Brian Wardle's a shooter. He's like, bro, you need to come here because again, we had the chemistry, and so I felt comfortable with him. I know his game. He started as, a, you know, he started as a freshman too. So mm-hmm. I used to come down there all the time, make that drive. Me, Quentin, and Dennis used to go down there all the time. And, you know, I would say this, and I, I think I told I, I told the coaching staff later on, some years later, that we all was going to go there. Me, Quentin, and Dennis was all, all going to go to Marquette. It was it was a done deal, because they knew I wanted to go there. But here's what mm-hmm. happened. Here's what happened. They stopped recruiting Dennis, because Dennis, Dennis is a two-guard. They stopped recruiting him. Q got mad and said, I'm scratching him off my list. And we told them this app like years later, like maybe maybe we was out of school, like eight years we was out. We like, bro, y'all could have had all three of us, but y'all stopped recruiting Dennis, and Q got mad and scratched them off. And they would have had all three of us. It like it would it would it, it, it was a done deal. Yeah, it was a done deal. Yeah, I know whoever that coach was <laughs> kicking himself right now. Yeah, it, it it was a done deal. It was definitely was a done deal because they knew how much you know. Obviously, I, I love Marquette. Won a state championship at Whitney Young. So why not go up the road a little bit and do the same thing yeah. at Marquette? We yeah. have the chemistry. And then Brian mm-hmm. Warner, who's already there, we have the chemistry already. It was already set. Yeah. They dropped the ball and they stopped recruiting Dennis and Q got he's like, bro, I'm, I can't I can't I'm, I'm not doing this. They should've they should have kept recruiting him. And so they so he scratched him off. So that's that's kinda how that went. Man. <laughs> how did you so when you get to, you know, Marquette, you know, did you have to adapt to the different style of play? Because we all know, like, high school is cool. You know what I mean? It's more of, you know, pat you on the back a little bit. But college is more like, all right, you got to do this. You got to do that. You on your own. You got long practices. You got school. You got film. You got all these different – it's different than high school. Did you have to adapt to the different style of play in college? And, like, and if you did, like, how long did it take you to really get the feel for it? Yeah, it, it definitely took me a while because um, I, was, I, was I was just fast. I was just really, really fast. You know what I'm saying? up and down the court. Um, I had to learn how to play with different speeds. I have, again, it goes back to being humble, learning on another level. So I had to be humble yeah. and, and be patient and learn how to win on college, you know, because I, I would say my freshman year, um, I'm not going to say I was just happy to be there, but I kind of was. I'm like, man, I'm a freshman yeah. starting on ESPN now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, man, this is, this is nice. And then, like, Older, like my sophomore year, Tom Crean came in. So, like, Mike Dean was my – who recruited me since I was a sophomore. They ended up mm-hmm. letting him go. Um, we was, like, 13 and 15 my freshman year. Uh, we started three freshmen. We just – I mean, we, we were just young. And so they got rid of him after he had, like – he had, like, five 20-season wins in a row. And I'm looking like, they just let him go. And they brought in Tom Crean, who was 34 years old, who had just came from Michigan State, who had just won a national championship as associate head coach under Izzo. So he comes in and different language, different style, different motivation. I'm looking like, bro, what is this? Like, I'm going like, <laughs> to talk about being uncomfortable. I was yeah. very, very uncomfortable. 
Like it was, mm. it, I mean, me, D Wade, we all, like all of us, we still talk about, I mean, kind of like, realistically, honestly, Tom Crean came to IMG, because I work at IMG, he came three weeks ago to talk to our staff. <laughs> so, you know, our, our athletic director knows, you know, it's real cool with Tom Crean. So Tom Crean came and spoke to our, you know, all the coaches there. But Tom Crean was really influential in, in my, you know what I'm saying, evolution of a player and, and as a person, because the way he had me think about things and, how, and, and had me compete, it, it was just, it was just different. It, I mean, it literally felt like a boot camp. Like yeah. literally, it was a boot camp. It was like sink or swim in this environment. It, there, there is no other way. Sink or swim. You either compete or you don't play. Yeah. And that's the way. And that's the way the environment was. I mean, he recruited. So he ended up recruiting D Way. He started recruiting more more people from Chicago. Um, and it was like, it. I mean, it was a good feeling. You know what I mean? Because I have now people that can run. I can throw lobs, stuff like that. But I mean, it was just so competitive. We have to, we have, we all have to learn. So again, it took me to answer your question. It took me about, I say, it took me two years because mm. I was learning from one coach. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then the second coach came in. I had to learn his coach, his style of play, yeah. right? It's in everything. Like I, I'm not really vocal. Like when I play, I mean, I was vocal, but it was another level that Tom Crean came in. He's like, no, you you have to talk every possession. You have to do things outside, you know, outside the court. You got to, you got to spend, you got to watch film. You got to do, I'm like, I'm like, you know, just, it was, I'm looking like, bro, what? I'm like, what is this? But, yeah. So it was, it was kind of a push back and forth, understanding what his demands were. And um, I'll say about the end of my sophomore years, when I got it, I said, okay, I, I see what you're saying now. And then junior year and senior, I mean, I just took off. I mean, I just, yeah. I understood leader, what leadership really, really, really was. And I just kind of just took off and then, you know, but Tom Crean was definitely, you know, I'm thankful for Tom Crean and Mike Dean. Mike Dean gave me the, the opportunity to come to Marquette and then Tom Crean kind of just gave me that different outlook of, of being a leader and making people around me even better than what I thought I was. Yeah. It really pushed me outside the box. I was really uncomfortable. Like it was, it's not, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you really, you, um, so you guys have a 2002 NCAA appearance. You had an amazing career. You're like in the one of the top scorers at Marquette. When you really started to figure it out, how unstoppable did you guys feel? You know, like D-Wade was really, you know, a crazy athlete. You know what I mean? You really started to understand and, and get your game going too. Um, just talk about how that how that style was when you guys really got it flowing. You know what I mean? Especially – to make it to the tournament is big, you know what I mean? But when yeah. you started to get your game going and you guys were flowing, how was that whole experience for you? Well, it was – I would say this, and we talk about this all the time. When Anytime – when any, like about a couple years ago, Marquette had the 100-year anniversary. So mm-hmm. I'm in a room with, with players that's younger than me, players that I play with, but we all play under Tom Cream. Yeah. And it was some of these players I never had conversations with. But – Doing this hundred, this hundred year, this hundred year anniversary, we all in the room. We just start all just you know huddling up and talking, and we all had the exact same stories about Tom Crean, about the culture and, and the tough times. <laughs> it was always I'm looking like, bro, you're like five years younger than me, and it's like identify exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So 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 to, to answer your question, it was like we was not we we wasn't planned to win. I'm I'm being mm-hmm. real. We we was not planned to win when we played. It was the film sessions that we were scared of. The film sessions with, with, with our coach was it was it was it was unbelievable. Like he would cut all he would cut all the lights off. Uh huh. Red he had a red laser. Okay. And you better not do anything. You better not be looking up in the stands at, at, your, <laughs> at your parent at a girlfriend because he would re, he would rewind it and he, and he have it and he would have it clipped up. It'll be clipped up. Like, so and so we, so we in the game we thinking like okay. I don't want to be on a film. Let me box out. Let me dive on the floor. Let me, let me do this. So it's like, yeah, the game is over. We all, I, I kid you not, we all in the locker room like, dang, did I box out? Did I dive? Did, was there a chance? <laughs> <laughs> so winning, winning, winning wasn't even, that wasn't even a part of it. So we did, yeah. we were so focused on doing the details of, of that stuff. Then winning just came as a byproduct. Like, oh, we we won 10 in a row and we ranked. Like, like I, I'm being real. That's the really, like, Cause I mean, cause it it was just it was just so demanding in those games, like in those um, film sessions, like it was embarrassing, like it was really embarrassing. Not not to a fact when he was trying to degrade us, it was like yeah, because you can't you can't fool the camera. Like if there's a chance you can dive on the floor, he's gonna show you a chance you should have dove on the floor. 
yeah. if there was a chance you like just jogging back, like it's gonna it's gonna show. And yeah. so you get you get there, you know, and and as and as comrades, as players, we look like, you know, once he leave, we like, bro, he's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so so that culture is like, okay, we can joke down here, but once we go upstairs, it's like, oh, you better. It, it, it's go time, and then you know what I'm saying. And he filmed everything. He filmed all the practices. Like it was, it was just, it was just so unconventional things he did, and how he thought about leadership. And it's like D Wade just bought in, and how his leadership kind of, kind of grew because D Wade wasn't really talkative either. So like, but yeah, but he he had a presence. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody just started, you know what I'm saying, just coming together, and everybody, everybody roles just started being defined, and they started just, just following. And yeah. it was like, man, it was, it was easy and it was fun. Like, the games became fun because all we knew was, like, how to compete. So it reminded me of high school. Like, it reminded me of, I'm like, man, like, we're supposed to win. Like, we're entitled to win. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, 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 some, like, some players, like, the young millennials sometimes, they think they're entitled to certain things, like, entitled to, like, they, to be ranked. But for us, it's like, we're entitled to win because we know the work we put. Like, ain't nobody working like us. Like, that's a fact. Like, nobody worked like us in Marquette. I, like, I can... I can bet anything on that. The way we prepare and the way we we, we competed and practiced, because it was like he he put us he have us do things like, let me let me think of of a crazy scenario that I can put. So we he had one in 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 the, in the um in the weight room where you know you have you have a partner right. So let's say you're mm-hmm. my partner, you have to do a three minute hang off like a chin up like a like you know you gotta climb up there and do a three mm-hmm. minute hang. And then your partner had to get like some sand. It's like big sandbags. It was like fifty pounds or whatever. You got to like hold. You got to walk around. It was a big room, like the weight room. You got to walk around three times. And so you got these 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 bags, and your your forearm is burning. But you're looking at your partner struggling, and because if, if he come down, you got to start over. So you're looking at him, but you're like, and your arms are burning. So if you do drop those bags for one second, like man, and you're looking up there, like man, let me. You don't want to drop. <laughs> so, like, and, and so it's like, so it's like you gotta go around three times. It's like he's depending on me, and I'm depending on him. Yeah. And so like, and he'll put me with the like sometimes like like not the strongest person mentally, and I yeah. gotta like try to get the best out of him. And so it created something that was like a spirit that was so strong. You know, what I'm saying from one to thirteen, it was like the spirit was so strong. I'm not saying we yeah. was perfect. Um, you know, we lost games obviously, but. What 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 was started? Because that was my first time ever in an NCAA tournament. I played NIT, but I never. That was my first time in NCAA tournament. What was started? I was like, man, like I literally cried. Like when we young, I didn't cry. Like we went to like I like I knew we was gonna win. I'm like, yeah, we gonna, like, nobody, we, nobody can beat us. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna beat us. But that right there of 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 starting my freshman year to my senior understanding like what it took that getting that culture just shaped, and we was like number eight in the country my senior year. I literally, we got to the, we was in St. Louis. We got to the locker room. I literally looked around the locker room and I just, I just, I just cried, bro. I'm like, Dwayne Stevens, who's, who's, well, he just got a new job, but he was a Michigan State associate head coach for like the last 10 years. I'll never forget, like, I literally got in his arms and cried, like, boo hoo, looked around, I said, bro, this is like, because I knew. That you know it wasn't me, but I was a part of something to help lead him. Like man, these these dudes get it, they got it. Then they should have yeah. won the final four. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was, it, but but I felt a piece of that because I was in France. I never forget. I was in France, my first job, and I had the computer logged on, and I'm looking at every game. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm looking like, man, I know what they about to go through in that locker room. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, you know what I mean? So that so that was like a, a, a you know a nice uh, you know that journey. I really embraced it all. Um, you know, just just. Through, through start to finish. Um, Travis Daner, shout out to Travis Daner. I don't know if he's watching it, but he was he was real influential. He he pushed me. He was a freshman, and I was a senior, but he was Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it was like the reporters were trying to create some conflict, like, oh, he's going to come for us. You know, like, who's going to start? You know what I mean? So it, it got yeah. to the point where it's like, all right, when this freshman comes, I'm going to show him who's the territory it is. But he wouldn't back down. Like Travers would not back down. You know what I'm saying? He was competing with me. Um, then I then I had to I had to compete with him and then show I had to teach at the same time. So I had to compete against him and let him know like, yo, this is my spot, bro. You gonna you gonna bag me up? We are gonna put it together one or the other. But then I had to teach him too because I knew I needed him because again he was coming after me. And then when I, once I graduated, got to have somebody else. So it was like it was so much competitive spirits going on every damn practice. It was like you you can't 
come to practice and be like, oh, I got a bad day, coach. Coach, I ain't got it. Like, no, you don't yeah. expose. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's the environment that was created. Man, just talk about – I know you said you didn't cry at Whitney Young when you guys won it, but, like, just to get to the to the tournament and to realize that this is the real deal. Did you ever imagine that? You know what I mean? I know you really can't imagine it, but, like, why do you feel the emotions came when you were at the tournament and not when you won state? Did you feel like, you know, was there something that kind of wavered your confidence a little bit or was it just like, man, this is the real deal? Yeah, I mean, like I say, I just think that, you know, on that level at Whitney Young, we kind of just mastered it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. saying we, we were the best team, greatest team ever, but, I mean, that's – because back then it was a little different. Um, like now – there's class A champion, class 2A, 3A, football. Yeah. We didn't have that. It was either yeah. class A, double A. That's it. And they only had one team from Chicago go downstate. So if you go to if you go to the USC Pavilion, there's only four teams from the city that's going. And one of those teams are going downstate. Yeah. And so for so for us to win, Real West is by far the, the number one conference in the country in America. And so right. for us to win it undefeated two years in a row. To win city two years in a row, not losing nobody, and then to go down state. Our first, our junior was number seven in the country, but we lost it. You know, Pure Emmanuel had a powerhouse. Like they won. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know, what I mean, so we, we still have some learning to do. They had some. They had uh, Sergio McClain, Marcus Griffin, Frankie Williams. Um, they had a great team. Uh, Wayne McClain, rest in heaven. He was a great coach. So they've been there before, and that was our first time. So I just think I just felt that we we knew Chicago like cause we play we like. So my 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 vision is like. We beat you as a seventh grader. We we, we gonna beat y'all again. We own your spirit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but it's like no, no facts. If we beat you more than two, three times, we we win all these tournaments. The only difference is you you got probably facial hair, you got some bigger muscles, but it's like you have the same spirit. And yeah. so that's and so those are conversations that we was having all the time, just amongst us. We're like, bro, these these are like they're the same. Yeah. <laughs> they're the same dudes. Yeah. Like, hey, they ain't gonna. Once we see them in, in the fall, whenever we play them again, we beat them. In, we 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 won just like, like even in in the spring leagues and the fall league, we won everything. Like we have our whole team, even in the summer league and spring league, we won everything. Like we did, we wasn't losing. So like we just felt like we can't we couldn't be touched. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that so like we wasn't crying to win the champ. Like this that was entitled to that was gonna happen. I seen you. It was. I mean, it was yeah. that that was like our 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 career would have been a bust if we didn't win that championship. I seen you. Yeah. So okay. college, college is a little different, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's more more at stake. Um, you know, it's just it's, – it's more demanding, more taxing in terms of, like, like you say, yeah. watching films, scout reports. Like, like our coach had us, like, draw diagrams. That he quizzes on scout reports. So, like, we playing against Louisville. You know, he give out – we have a scout report maybe mm-hmm. two, years, two, two, games before, two, two days before the game. And then maybe the day of the game or wherever, he'll have, you know, t- t- 10 questions or 15 questions. Hey, draw Louisville secondary. Ooh. We have, to draw, we have to go to different corners, different parts of the court, not, so we couldn't copy. We have to draw it out. Who, who should we file with, with, with two minutes left on, in the game? Like, we had to know those things. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, and if we didn't know it, it was like, it was, it was, it was a consequence. We had to run. So yeah. that's, what, that's why I said winning wasn't even – it was the consequences and the, the the details that we was like, man, let's just get this get this right, and then everything else will fall into place. So once we mastered getting the details right, winning was just like, okay, it, it just happened. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it just, yeah. but we had to, but we had to do those little details. You know what I mean? So that that's why it was yeah. a little harder. And I cried. I'm like, man, I there's a lot like, more. It took more yeah. from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um. For you, you have, like I said, you have a tremendous career at Marquette. Did you declare for the draft um, after after college, or did you – what was your goals after college? Was, was it just like, all right, I'm going to go overseas? Like, what was your mindset after that? Yeah, so, you know, I had an agent, you know, coming mm-hmm. out uh, my senior year. I got the letter to go, you know, where they go. They go – so the, the, the process goes Portsmouth, where they, they invite the top seniors in the country. So I got okay. invited there. Um, we we didn't win the championship. We won we won the consolation championship. So mm-hmm. I did that. And then I got invited to Chicago. Chicago was the other biggest one. Chicago pre-draft camp where you know they they have everybody from all over the country, all over the world. Like you know people from Italy, France, whoever that's in that in that in that pot of getting drafted. So I, I went there. 
We went mm-hmm. undefeated, three and zero. I had twenty six and six the very first game. Like I'm talking about, I don't know if it was, you know, I tell players sometimes you got to know if it's anxiety, fear, or just you, you're just you know you're just ready to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I had I had I don't, I don't think it was anxiety or I don't think it was fear. I I was just like just pumped and ready to go because I walked in. You know the, the the first day we had the very first game too, and I walked mm-hmm. in. I'm seeing Phil Jackson. I'm, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I mean, all the GMs. It's all the coaches. I mean, all 29 teams are there. So yeah. every every NBA team, every exec, exec. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing Larry Bird. I'm seeing Isaiah. I'm seeing everybody was there. I'm looking like, dang, this is. We got the first game. <laughs> the real deal, yeah. <laughs> and here I am, five eight. I'm the only one with a jersey flopping. I ain't got no muscles. <laughs> Like, man, and so I'll never forget Earl Currington, uh, Currington, he uh, Detroit Pistons, he was a champion, I think he won two, I think, um, but he was my coach. And so, the very first, very, I mean, because Marquette, all we worked on is, is pull ups, pick and roll pull ups. So, the very first play, play, and I came off in my mind, I'm always knowing what my coach always tell me get past, get your shoulder past his hip, pound your last dribble. So, I'm like, I did exactly that. I'm like, hit the first one. I said, uh oh, I said, oh, this is. This, that's a good feeling. And so I came yeah. down, you know, and I, I ran it again and hit it again. I said, oh, man. So now I got a little, I got a little swag going. And it feel and good. There, yeah, everything just, it just, it just started feeling good. And I had, I literally had 26, 26 and six and we won. And, you know, I, had, you know, I was throwing lobs, you know, but everybody, so the second game, you know, you know, I was trying to show everybody I can, you know, run an offense and stuff like that. So we went undefeated. Um, agents talking about maybe second round. Uh, then it didn't happen. My roommate name is Corsley Edwards. Shout out to Corsley if you're watching this. But his last name was, I mean, his first name was Corsley. And so he's yeah. my roommate. And so we, I'm watching the draft. I'm looking like, it's like the last pick, Sacramento, Sacramento Kings select Cor. I'm like, it's like Slee. And I said, <laughs> I'm here in a C-O-R. I'm thinking it's me. They said Corsley Edwards. So, you know, my agent called me like, hey, it's not, it's not, it's not the worst thing. Um, so he got me on with the Indiana Pacers. That was my first time. That was my first summer playing with the Indiana Pacers. It, it, went, it went really, really well. Um, they invited me back to vet camp, which I still have regret to this day. My agent at the time, who I fired, um, told me not to go because um, they, they already hired. They just had, they just signed, picked up something, picked up a point guard already. So I ended up going overseas, man. I ended up going to France um, my first year. Unbelievable experience. Um, just unbelievable experience. You know, just playing there, going to Eiffel Tower. Just you know the culture of everything. Just you know, yeah. it, it, it just made me view life different. You know, just the food, everything. You know, we we seven hours ahead. I'm getting paid to do something I love. You know, I get yeah. a car. I get a I get a uh, you know apartment. You know, something like man, this 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 not bad. The life. It, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, a kid from Southside Chicago. I'm like man, this. You know, so that kind of pushed me. And then you know, so I played on three teams. Played with the Milwaukee Bucks and Memphis Grizzlies. So I was. I was in a mix to a 10-day contract and stuff like that, but God had me go in different countries, you know. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I love my path. I love my journey. I embraced it. Um, I learned so much about myself, man, just my, you know, my spiritual path is one because I had a lot of downtime. You know, if I was yeah. in the NBA, it could have been a lot of fast movement going to different places where I shouldn't be, you know what I mean? So over there, Definitely. it was like had a lot of downtime, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like practice, we only, you know, practice is over. I can come home and I have – the whole day to myself, no, no school. So, man, I just learned so much about myself, man. I, you know, so I, I'm really thankful for the opportunity that, you know, all the teams has, that, that gave me, you know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was life yeah. changing for sure. Okay. Now let me, let me ask you this. I think this is probably one of my favorite ones besides my other one. Who was like some of your toughest matchups, you know, rather it be college, high school, being from Chicago. Like, do you have a memorable tough matchup that kind of was like, you was like, damn. Who was oh, that one for you? So I would say for high school, definitely Theopolis Price. Definitely. I, I mean, Clyde, Clyde Travis, he, uh, you know, I had a, did an interview with him a couple, uh, a couple months ago, and he bring it up every time we talk because he, he, he was the writer, beat writer for Chicago Sun at the time. So he, t- he talked about that all the time. Um, I was a freshman. And, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not used to playing man-to-man like that. You know, Chicago yeah. was on fresh and we were in the zone. So yeah. at that point we had to we had to play man to man, and this dude was just fast getting to the rim, and so Clyde Travers made a he did an article 
the very next day, like, oh, uh, you know, Diablo's Price School, the freshman Cordell Henry, and blah blah blah. I'm like, you know, so I I took it, you know, and, and life is about how you how you take things, and 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 in that point, I said, okay, I'm gonna take my bumps. This is my mm-hmm. freshman year, so I started running the hill, man. I started running the hill on 87 down Ryan, um, in the summers, the spring and the summers. I said, man, I'm about to get athletic. I'm about to really get athletic. And I start, you know, I, I ain't start really. I, I mean, I was grazing the rim, almost dunking my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. But junior year, I was like windmilling and all that type of stuff. But that 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 freshman year of that one incident kind of motivated me. Like, yo, this is, I, I got to change. Like, I got to get yeah. faster. My agility, I started jumping rope. You know what I'm saying? I was like really obsessed with just, you know, being better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on top of that, the toughest person I guarded in college was, uh, Man, Steve Logan from Cincinnati, he was green light. Got 22 yeah. points a game. Like, he yeah. was slow and chubby. Had an old man game, step backs. And he, I mean, he was he was just tough, you know what I mean? But, yeah. um, but you know, like, and I, I tell kids these days, to, to this day, like, you can't be afraid to be embarrassed. Like, yeah. when you, you want to be successful, when you want to grow, like, you, you got to allow yourself. I mean, nobody wants to be embarrassed, but you got to put yourself out there to be embarrassed. And you, you got to be in places where, People are gonna hold you accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's that's how you grow. Um. So you know. So, but those are two really tough matchups for me. Okay. Um. This question, not to get too personal, whatever you're willing to share. What was kind of something that you kind of went through that kind of made you the man you are now? Man, I, I would say um. Definitely, you know, I was young. Um, I was 22 year old. I just graduated from college, and my daughter was about to be born. Um. So I graduated in May from Marquette. My daughter's born 20, uh, December 19, 2002. And I was like, whoa, this is, I'm 22 years old. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, like, man, this is, this, this is real. You know what I mean? So, so, so my why was different when I, when I went to France, that was my first job. Like it was, it was different, but I was yeah. waiting. So from May all the way until November, I was waiting for a job. That was probably the toughest time of my life. I was waiting I'm like, I got a kid on the way. I'm like, man, this is May. I'm like, what? I got tired of people who keep asking, like, what do you, what do you, what, what you waiting? What, what's next? You know, I go yeah. somewhere, like, what, what's next? What's next for you? I'm looking like, you know what I mean? So it's like, man, you know, so, so for me, it was a, it was also a test of my faith because I knew a call was coming. Like, my faith in God was so strong. Like, I knew a, like a phone call was coming at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got it November 22nd to go to France. Um, so that, that was, that was really life changing for me. I had to grow up really, really fast and cause I, I had to provide, you know, so, yeah. you know, testing and, your patience. I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Man. And, and my portion, you know what I'm saying? That, that was God provided me a portion and what you do with that portion. I didn't, you know, I felt that I should have got more than what I made. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I should be getting six figures in my first, you know what I'm saying? My first contract. Yeah. So God gave me that portion. Like, okay, what are you going to do with the portion I've gave you? You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I took it. I'm like, I played like I was an NBA. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm about to just, I'm about to go to work. I think I averaged like 20 points as a rookie in France, France Pro B. Um, and then that next year, my money it just kept going up, kept going up. But I really wasn't chasing the money for the most part. It was, yeah. just, a, it was just a passion, um, you know, and just embracing my, you know, just in, in, in immersing myself in the culture. I mean, it was like, you know, and not to be getting off track, but my wife and I, we, we, we wanted to live in Europe maybe 10 years whenever we retired because that, that it's so it was so the way we saw life and viewed life, man. Like, like I won back to back championships in Portugal, and right before the pandemic, my wife and I we went to Spain, and then we mm-hmm. went to Portugal. So I took her to the town where we won at, and I called all my my teammates up, and we we met in the exact same spot because I lived over there for two years. We met in the same restaurant that we you know that we used to go to after the games, and now we're older, we got our kids, you know, yeah. so they got they, they got their kids, and the manager yeah. of the team, and we all got together. You know, I had yeah. dinner and our wives and all that, man. I'm looking like, this is this is what really life is 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 about. You know what I'm saying? I, and I and I try to tell that message to to the, to the youth that if you if you if you're if you have an ego, you're gonna miss out on that blessing of of that you know that, that those connections, man. Like to see all of my brothers, you know, they they're from they Portuguese, but the way they embraced me, you know, when I came over there, how we won together, like. My wife and we like we're gonna live over there. Like it's, it ain't like it ain't even no question. Like that's that's our vision in ten years or more. Whatever God decides want us to you know to uh, take take embark on that journey. But uh, man, yeah. So that's 
I mean, just certain things in your life, just life changing, and having my having my daughter Deja that 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 young, like it really pushed me to like that was my why when I was in France. Like it didn't it didn't matter. I was twenty two years old. I'm playing against guys that's thirty years old, thirty five. Yeah. I'm looking like yeah. I don't care. You've been doing this since like, the beginning. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I've been doing and this. I ain't worried yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, but 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 some of these kids these days, they're like, oh, they they older than me, or they. I'm like, bro, it's, they're not. When you, when you get to a point in your life, the excuses they don't they don't care your yeah. age. They don't care about what you what you going through that day. They don't care about your situation. Like I couldn't like I couldn't be over there in France and talking to the to the opponents before the game. Like, hey, can y'all take it easy? I got a kid on the way. Can you just let me do my yeah. thing? Like, no. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> they they're trying to get paid had. too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They know what I had going on, but yeah. I knew. And and and, yeah. and that's the thing, and that's what I tell players. Like, I may have a jersey on, you know what I'm saying? I may say whatever it is, Whitney Young, but you're really not playing. You're not you're not playing against the letters. You playing about you playing against my spirit. You don't know what I've been through. Like on that day, you don't know what I've been through. You don't. You have no clue what 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 led up to that week and what you about to embark on. Not you know. That's, I'm not. I'm just saying anybody. And so yeah. if it's a player. Or individual just like going through the motions and like okay the game is on Saturday I'm going through the motion I'm just gonna go through the motion then that player on Monday something really happened you know what I'm saying the coaches in their ear all Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday and then Saturday come and it's like and you just going through the motions and you going against this what what this person been through yeah <laughs> gonna embarrass gonna embarrass yeah. absolutely Man. absolutely. Man. Uh, so this question right here is probably my favorite one, especially Chicago people. If I was to say, I want you to create a team all time, five from Chicago. Ooh, don't do that. Who who would be your five? Ooh. Who would be your, let's say you're going to go against the New Yorks, the Houston's, oh. the LA's, the Atlanta's. I want you to create your all time oh. five from the shot. Ooh. Who are you taking with you? I'm 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 gonna have to go with I'm have to go with oh Isaiah or D Rose. <laughs> Can't go wrong with either or. Oh man, I'm definitely gonna go with Yeah, I'm gonna probably go with, go with Isaiah. Okay. Isaiah. Give me Mark McGuire. Ooh, okay. Give okay. me I'm 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 a sound bias. Give me Quentin. Oh, okay. Fact that's yeah, your guy. I mean, I mean, Chemistry. I just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got, so I got guy. that. Give me uh Ooh. So is that, one, two, is that one, two, three? I, or I'm is it no order? I'm just no okay. order. I'm just give me Eddie Johnson. Okay. Give me Eddie okay. Johnson. Okay. Oh one more. Man. We in the center though. Oh man, I got Jabari Parker too on there. Ooh. It's a lot to choose from. You got who? Yeah. Jabari, you got Tuan. You got. I'll take yeah. You're right. I'll take Tuan. I'll take Tuan. Okay. I'll take okay. Tuan. I was gonna say a center, Jaleel Oak for us. Bias on Whitney Young. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, hey, it, hey, yeah. you can't go wrong with any of them. <laughs> you can't go wrong with any of them. But Mark McGuire and Q, both of it, like Mark McGuire was a was a beast. He was. I mean, he was. I mean, he was a beast. But him and Q were kind of the same. But, I, yeah. but I'm going with that toughness right there. Q and Mark McGuire, Isaiah, uh, Tuan. Yeah, for sure. Eddie Johnson. Right. I like that. I'll put my money on that team right there for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, last two I got for you, big homie. Um, for you, I know you're now involved in coaching. Um, what kind of – like what has the game of basketball really taught you that you kind of carried in your life that you're giving to the younger generation now? Man, just just, just the life lessons of, of uh, pushing through adversity. You know, I mean, what, what, what are you going to do when something don't go your way? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I say it all the time. I mean, we older. I'm 42. Um, we sound like haters sometimes. You know, when younger generation, they're like, "Man, he just he he, he grumpy." Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just I'm just, yeah. I just trying to keep it real. Um, it's just so many distractions with 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 the youth these days, and everything is on social media. Like, you know, what I'm saying, you you, you want to promote yourself. Don't, don't, let, let me not let me start that. You want you know you want all of that, but nowadays it's like they got their own cameraman. You know, the AAU teams they got their own cameraman taking. Taking taking their footage, but yeah. here, here's the thing with that: lose by twenty points. That cameraman is gonna get your crossover, get your dunk, and get your shots, and he's gonna take those moments, and he's gonna put it on a highlight tape, a highlight reel, and he's gonna put it 
on social media for comments and likes and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So losing may not affect you as much because you lost by 20, but you got those moments. And you know you're getting like – I'm speaking about AU's interview. And you know you have another game after that. So you know you got more moments coming. Yeah. So that, that, that losing doesn't really affect you because you know yeah. that things are going to be highlighted for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not, and it's, 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 that mentality is not, it's not going to feed your hunger. It's not going to feed your appetite. So I just think, you know, I just think adversity, you know, I think players need to incorporate that more into their everyday activity. You know what I'm saying? I, and I shared this with somebody the other day, like for us, it's like, we didn't have any social media. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you want to see us, you have to be there. Yeah. But you want to have as many references as you can. You want to have many tough times lined up as you can. So when you go against somebody that's a dog, you can be like, okay, let me go into my roller deck. What tough time did I have? All right, bam, I got this one. All right. And you can kind of match their intensity somewhat. But if you don't have those moments and everything is just laid back and, and you're cool, you it's hard to have longevity in it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And the thing of it is, I don't want this generation, I want them to have longevity in it. Because there's so much money going around here. Now, especially in the NBA, NIL deals, there's so much going on. I want them to yeah. be like, you know, I want you to be who you are and get as much money as you can, but do it the right way. But when? Why not compete and do it at, at, at a high level to really stand out? So, but basketball taught me all of that, man, just how to compete. It taught me how to be a, a selfless individual. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm married five years, you know what I'm saying? So how to be a better husband, how to be a, bro a better brother, how to be a better friend, how to be a better coach, like all that stuff kind of, I, I learned just through lessons of, 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 of toughness. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I took all, the, I took everything that, that came with it. You know, you can't just say, oh, I just want to be a champion or I want to be a winner. Like, okay, anybody can just say that. We can wake up and say, oh, I want to be a winner. I'm going to be a champion. Yeah. But it's predicated on like the things that you do to get to that point. That's the byproduct of saying champion, but you got to put the work in. It got to be a habit. You got to be a part of you. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of, you know, that kind of helped mold me in all aspects of my life, of, of, of all through basketball, man. Like, everything, like, my wife, is she's working corporate. And so when she come come home sometime and talk about her days and she sit at the round table and make, this, you know, tough decisions and, you know, she talk, you know, we you know, we talk, we pillow talk, you know what I mean? So, um, and I say, well, babe, I can talk about basketball and, 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 and translate it to her work in the workforce. And I don't even know what's going on in her life in terms of that. But when she talk about certain stuff with involving team, like, oh, is this person said this or this person did this? I'm like, well, well, maybe this person never had power before and they got power and now he, so it's like, I can see this certain, you know what I'm saying? Just do basketball. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you're right. I never thought about it like that. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, so that, that taught me so much just how to prepare for life, man. Okay. Um, and then the last one I got for you is, um, kind of like how we connected, you know, you were referenced to me by, I think, I want to say my guy, London, yep. the one that kind of connected yep. me that's with my you. Guy. Um, yep. Yeah, that's my guy. He's always <laughs> helping me out. You know what I mean? Like, we'll be talking. He's like, man, check him out. He was good. Check him out. He was good. So I do my research and stuff like that. So shout out to Marlon. Um, that's, that's my guy. Sir. That's my guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, if, class if 98, man. That's, that's class 98. <laughs> yeah, because I think uh, it was him and I think my guy Jermaine Brown, he was telling me that whole oh, class yeah. was just crazy. So I was like reading the article. It was Bobby like, Simmons, Lance Williams, Tari yeah. Mars, Corey McGetty, Frank Williams, Pierre Green. Yeah. Like it was yeah. so many Division One players in like in that in that class, man. It was like rest in peace, uh, 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 um, man. Uh, I just look, look, look blank. It come back to me, but yeah, it, it was so many going on um, in that in that class, man. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Man, I, I just wish the game was – I could have been around at that time, man. It was different. You know what I mean? The games then were different. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had Michael to get Wright, packed my out. Bad. My, yeah, my bad. Let me cut you off. Yeah, Mike, Michael Wright, rest in peace. Like that, That he was tough, two six nine. went to Farragut. He was in our yeah. class too, but yeah. Okay. Um, but no, if you could recommend somebody to have on my platform that kind of has a story that can be willing to help the next generation or just get a better understanding – uh, who would you recommend that I have on my platform? And can you yeah. help me get that person on the platform? I'm going to give it back to you. Did, did you interview Marlon yet? Did you? Yeah, I have Marlon. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. yeah, for sure. You know, okay. I had to grab him. Okay. Yeah, let me, let me, I mean, it's, it's a lot of them out here. Let me, um, 
Let me. Um, I can definitely get back to you. It's it's a, it's a okay. lot of interesting stories, but yeah, I can definitely okay. get back to you on that for sure. Okay. But, but I don't want to put nobody on the spot right now. They be like, oh, no, man. definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll get some set up. <laughs> um, my guy, man, I just want to say thank you. You know, um, for taking your time out, it really means a lot. You know what I mean? Just I I I just want to show my appreciation with people really you know, is trying to help out with what I'm doing, you know what I mean? So take time out your day, especially around this time, you know. So I just want to say thank you for coming on my platform. It really means a lot. Um, Best of luck to you and your family. You know, we'll stay in contact. We'll, you know, I'm going to bring you in. I'm one of my big bros that can be like, all right, watch this dude right here. Watch this dude right here, you know. We're going to talk sports all the time. So best of luck to you and the family. I appreciate you, man, for having me, man. And I like this, man. I love what you're doing, man. It's always connecting with you know, now I'm a we're OG now, 42. So we're connecting with the younger yeah. generation, man. I think this needs to happen more, um, just to learn. You know, we can learn from each other and pull from each other. But definitely, I'll you know let you know who who, who you should have on your platform for sure. Okay, but I appreciate yeah, you, man. It was it was an honor, bro. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate you, man. You have a good one. Best right, to you, you and the family. All right, All right you too, bro. You. All right.